Hey everybody, it's C.S. Joseph with csjoseph.life doing another episode for season 16, episode 5. What is the cognitive attitude of the nemesis function? The nemesis function is the first function into the shadow, also known as the unconscious. The unconscious is uh, one of the more highly debated subjects uh, within uh, Jungian analytical psychology and has been a subject of great criticism and angst and difficulty uh, for the psychological community. And it also, even even Carl Jung actually, uh, and how he uh, presented the shadow, et cetera, it's not necessarily what people think of. Uh, there's the famous quote by Carl Jung where he talks about, hey, you know, the shadow is, uh, you know, that thing that uh, eludes you, it's very mysterious to people, you know, and. You, you dream about it, you try to chase after it, you know, and you'll call it your fate, right? That famous quote. Uh, I respectfully disagree, actually. I do not agree with Carl Jung about his definition of the shadow or the unconscious, or, and, and at least I say that not like agree with it totally, right? I'm more of like agree with it in part because I think Carl Jung was a little bit incomplete with his understanding of the shadow and uh, some of his contemporaries and those after him have definitely fleshed out the theory more so. He just started the process, but he did not have, in my opinion, a complete understanding of how the shadow and the unconscious side of the mind works, because then again, you'd actually probably have to technically talk to Freud about that. But hey, I'm not here to sell you on Freud either. I mean, the only thing that uh, I maintain about Freud is, uh, is part of the four sides of the mind theory and where he's getting things like, oh, hey, you know, you have that uh, super ego over there. And then there's like, uh, you know, your subconscious and your unconscious, etc. Okay, sure, fair enough. Uh, but uh, outside of that, I don't really care for Freud and not going there. And again, uh, as far as Carl Jung is concerned, and I guess, you know, like so many Jungians and a lot of people who are into MBTI or socionics or whatever, what have you, be like, oh, Mr. C.S. Joseph, you can't be talking about Carl Jung like that. He had an absolute complete understanding of every single facet of this theory, no matter what. And it doesn't matter what you say. There is no way that you have a better understanding of this science than the great Carl Jung, because he was obviously the master and the founder of this science. And it's like, okay, actually, that's not how this works. Like, come on, Newtonian physics, for example, or even Einsteinian physics, uh, any form of science, you know, it starts off with something, you know, that provides a foundation and then it grows from there. It's like a tree, you know, and you got Carl Jung at the base, you know, for that foundation, et cetera, which actually could kind of argue it was kind of like, you know, back to Plato and Socrates and so on. But that's a whole nother point of view, right? Because then we're talking about the temperaments there, which uh, then it ended up being Curiously, and then Montgomery, then Barons, and so on and so forth, up to me, right? So anyway, that's neither here nor there. It doesn't matter. The nemesis function is the gateway into the unconscious, also known as the shadow, right? Well, the, name is, the nemesis function is the third gateway, the third gateway function. Remember, the first gateway function is the hero, that is the gateway into the ego. The second gateway function is the inferior function, which was the last episode we did, season 16, episode four. That is the gateway into the subconscious. But the nemesis function is the gateway into the unconscious. And yes, we are often put into our shadow or our unconscious side of our mind unwillingly, and sometimes we use it willingly, etc. right? I have been able to use it willingly on a regular basis and augment some of its capabilities in with and using my ego in conjunction in order to uh, do things, you know, in an organized manner because, you know, I'm an ENTP and I'm like super chaotic and then like all over the place. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, hey, I'm actually organized to the point where, you know, people like... Eric Strauss and all of his followers maintain that I am an ENTJ when really I, I'm like not. And why would I be an ENTJ if I'm like constantly like talking like this and then also going on tangents like this? Because honestly, when we talk about cognitive attitudes, it's like, oh, hey, you know, John Beebe. John Beebe, okay? You guys need to understand John Beebe. John Beebe is the one who started introducing us to the cognitive attitudes, how each cognitive function has a, a role or a mode. He calls it, I think it's cognitive roles according to him. I say it's more of an attitude, which is why I have it labeled attitudes, etc. So, uh, so cognitive attitudes, uh, 
each function has a particular role. And the nemesis function, the fifth function, has the nemesis role. So what is the nemesis role? The nemesis basically exists to not necessarily oppose the hero, because um, what opposes the hero is actually the inferior function. You know this because, like for example, introverted intuition hero is opposed by extroverted sensing inferior, and they are in axis with each other, right? They're in total axis with each other, flying around on an axis, right? But when you look at the hero versus the nemesis function, it's completely different. They actually complement each other. Why is that? Because think about it. Why is there the need for a hero to exist unless a villain exists? And that is the nemesis. They actually complement each other. They actually exist for one another. So they're not necessarily, you know, on an axis with each other. They're more of like in orbit of each other. They orbit each other. It's a difference. So you think of cognitive axis this way, you know, and then all of a sudden, like, you think of orbit like this, right? It's the same type of concept when we're talking about cognitive functions, right? It's more of a, an orbit or a, um, you know, an axis is kind of more like a polarity. It's very different. They're, like, they're, they're polarized. They're polar opposites. The axis is what polarity is all about. It's like a magnetic field, whereas orbit is different. The nemesis and the shadow is actually somewhat attracted to the ego. And that right there, the statement right there about the nemesis and thus the unconscious, aka the shadow, being attracted to the ego, that statement right there is where I differentiate among everybody else. Everyone else's understanding of the shadow is like, ow, oh, the shadow's kind of like your opposite and it's going to cause a lot of conflict. No. Yes, okay, sure. The shadow does and can cause conflict. There, there's no question, but it's not about polarity. It's not about opposites. They are not opposites. They are complementary. They are completely complementary. And the reason why is because what good is there having a hero if you're not going to have a nemesis in this hero's journey story that is basically our souls, our brains, right? Because we have the hero function. You have to have a nemesis function. Why? To keep the hero busy, to keep the hero at bay, because the hero itself could potentially have the power to save the, uh, save the world and as much as destroy the world. I mean, everyone knows the story about Superman when he like goes evil, right? It, it, injustice, God's among us, right? Anyone like ever play video games or read comic books, etc.? You know, injustice as a part of the Justice League story is pretty scary. When you have Superman literally turning upon the world because the Joker uh, murders his wife, Lois Lane, right? Wow, kind of interesting how the Joker would do that, the source of chaotic evil, you know, an ENTP gone wrong, right? And that ESFP superego. And the ESFP superego uh, goes right after, you know, Superman in that regard. It's kind of interesting how that works. And then all of a sudden the world is thrown into chaos, right? It's because it's the same archetype that we have in our minds. This is why the nemesis function exists. The nemesis function, like, not even Lex Luthor would even go that far, right? When it comes to Superman, right? Yes, I'm totally using Superman references instead of like anime references. DC Comics, yeah. So uh, <clears throat> with that being said, uh, realize that while the nemesis is a villain, and yes, it does oppose the hero, it is basically the purpose or a purpose. They Each other are the purpose for each other's existence, right? What happens to one affects the other because they are in equilibrium with each other. Uh, it's not being, you know, opposites on an axis per se. It's more complementary. They're more in each other's orbit, basically. They have to be in each other's orbit. Two different forces interacting with each other, but it's not necessarily like, you know, because there's there's sometimes, like, for example, there's some stories when you're talking about the hero, sometimes the villain actually helps the hero in certain situations, or the hero helps the villain. Sometimes the hero saves the villain, right? Sometimes the villain saves the hero. All these different tropes and all these different stories are very important when considering the nemesis function, because at first, it, it, like, for example, there's so many stories where the villain of the story ends up actually becoming a good guy. A great example, uh, and I've been kind of on a... Uh, Vampire Diaries slash the originals kick recently, which I just finished. Um, but uh, there's there's a villain in the story, Klaus Michelson. Klaus Michelson is an ENTP, right? 
and he's actually one of the main villains for like two seasons straight of Vampire Diaries. And then by the time you get to the spinoff series, the originals, he's actually the main character and the good guy, even though he's an anti-hero, even though he's like the nemesis, but he ends up becoming the hero by the end of the originals, right? A completely different outlook. So you have to understand that the nemesis itself, while it is a villain, it can turn into a hero. While the hero function is a hero, it can turn into a nemesis. So you have to be aware of this. And when does that typically happen? Oh, when you do a cognitive transition into your unconscious side of your mind, then all of a sudden your nemesis becomes your hero and then your hero becomes your nemesis. They kind of switch roles. Oh, no way, C.S. Joseph. That's no way it works, no. I think, no, no, no. I can't accept that. That's not what Carl Jung said. I mean, like, okay. But, I mean, he was only one man and could only live X amount of years. And uh, then all of a sudden we come to, like, you know, nowadays where we have so many more people and so much more research and such a larger foundation of Jungian analytical psychology than he ever had access to. So I'm sure I would like to at least say that I think the science has kind of outgrown the foundation of Carl Jung's uh, initial theory. But that's not a bad thing. It's called human growth and development, except psychologically in a scientific manner. So just be aware of that. We want to be aware of how the nemesis function works and why it exists, and there it is. So remember John Beebe. Uh, now what is the nemesis function? What does it have? Well, it has, it carries within it worry. It carries within it concern. It's very confrontational. Those are its behaviors. That's the cognitive behavior of the nemesis function, right? Uh, when when you're going into uh, when you're going into your unconscious side of your mind potentially unwillingly and eventually after a while you you are able to get over your worry and then you can actually use your nemesis function like a hero and let me let me rephrase that like a hero not necessarily is a hero like a hero okay like a hero. And then with the hero, you know, potentially the hero function becoming the nemesis, it's like a nemesis. Does not necessarily mean it is a nemesis, it's just like it, right? When you're doing a cognitive transition into your unconscious, very important. It is very important to be aware of. So please consider it carefully, right? Anyway, those of you in this audience who are listening on the podcast, now is the point where you want to start paying attention so we can start going over which types have which nemesis function and what each of the functions do, etc. So let's get down to that right now before we get into the cognitive behaviors. So we have extroverted thinking, also known as rationale and beliefs. We have introverted feeling, which is morals. We have introverted thinking, which is logic, logos, true, false awareness. Extroverted feeling, which is ethics. Introverted intuition, which is willpower. Extroverted sensing, uh, which is physics. And then expert intuition, which is metaphysics, uh, mastery of fate or other people's fates, the future. Uh, and then uh, the collective will, the collective unconscious. Introverted intuition is the personal unconscious. We have introverted sensing, which represents the past, duty, honor, obligation, discipline, etc. cetera, uh, self-discipline. Um, those that have extroverted thinking nemesis, that is the ISTP and the INTP. Uh, ESFJs, ENFJs have introverted feeling nemesis. ESTJs and ENTJs have TI nemesis, ISFPs and INFPs have FE nemesis, ENTPs and ENFPs have NI nemesis, ISTJs and ISFJs have SE nemesis, INTJs and INFJs have NE nemesis, ESTPs and ESFPs have SI nemesis. So if you're listening to the podcast, there you go. And what this is, is a story. This, the cognitive transition into your unconscious is literally a story. And it is a story of the heroes versus the villains. And then potentially after a time when they spent all their time, all their life fighting against each other, guess what? The hero function and the nemesis function, they actually get to know each other. Yes, see, that's the thing. That's literally how you actually develop your nemesis function is by using it. And you can use it in a worried state or you can use it in an unworried state. You can use it in a confrontational state or you can use it in a non-confrontational state, like a, like a peacekeeping state. It's a little different. So 
we're actually gonna dive into that and take a look at the, how those behaviors change. But first and foremost, the nemesis function is a function that carries a person's worry, it carries a person's concern, it carries a person's confrontational attitude. It's where a, when someone is going to confront somebody because the nemesis, the villain, is always confronting the hero, right? And then when you, like, for example, when you're going up against, uh, when you're going up against like uh, introvert intuition parent or introvert intuition hero, you would uh, you would confront them with uh, with like for example uh, uh, you know a similar uh, like the same uh, uh, in, in the nemesis format, right? You would use introvert intuition nemesis for example. So it's all about confronting them. And it's like, oh, you think you can will yourself out of this? Well, guess what? So can I, right? And I'm aware of what you're willing through and I'm aware of your plan. Doesn't mean I can't follow that same plan that you have introverted intuition hero. It doesn't mean that I can't fly that way, right? Hashtag evil laugh. But it, it can be done and it's what it's supposed to do. So but let's take a look at how these functions behave, you know, based on worry, based on uh, concern, based on being confrontational in all of the 16 types. So starting with extroverted thinking, uh, a nemesis uh, in ISTPs and INTPs. So ISTPs and INTPs are concerned that other people do not know what they're doing, do not know what they're talking about, or do not know. And because of that, they are worried about believing what other people say. That means ISTPs and INTPs have no choice with because of their nemesis function to automatically take what other people are saying with a grain of salt. Why is that? Because their TE nemesis has to check in with their TI hero and verify. TE nemesis requires verification. And if they themselves cannot verify with their own TI, the TE nemesis is going to have full reign to do whatever it wants. Now, hold on, let's talk about that. So, trusty red pen, let's talk about that. Extroverted thinking nemesis, when the nemesis fires off, there's two things that can happen. There's the introverted response, and there's the extroverted response. Okay, two different responses. The introverted response is, okay, that is where we have internal conflict between the sides of the mind, right? Which is really bad for enlightenment. If you're trying to get into enlightenment, you probably want to get your internal conflict figured out. So for example, uh, I have extrovert intuition hero, right? And that means I have introvert intuition nemesis. I'm constantly worried about my future on a regular basis. ENTPs and ENFPs worry and are concerned about our own futures all the time. A great example of this is, uh, is again, Klaus Michelson in uh, Vampire Diaries and uh, uh, the originals. Uh, another example is Leonardo DiCaprio's uh, portrayal of Howard Hughes in the movie The Aviator, which I also recommend. John Galt in Atlas Shrugged, another ENTP example. But these ENTPs are constantly worried about their own future. And they don't like being left behind. They don't like being put in circumstances that threatens their own personal future, right? So, uh, and they at times recognize that they themselves put their own futures at risk, right? And this is what forces them to take action, right? This is what forces them to be, you know, more movement, more progress oriented because they are just afraid with their introverted sensing inferior that they're going to become stagnant, they're gonna get stuck in their uh, comfort zone, and then the nemesis is able to figure that out in this introverted uh, situation here, um, inside an ENTP, for example. And when that introverted response is going on, you literally have the shadow and the ego at odds with each other. Now, that's very normal. And what this does is that the nemesis function is really going at the hero being like, hey, get a move on, right? Are you going to look in, like I see my own fate and I'm really worried about my own fate. Why don't you start looking at other people's fates, okay? And then the, then the hero's like, well, I don't want to. And then the nemesis is like, well, if that's gonna be the case, then I'm just going to continue to make you as uncomfortable as possible. And I'm going to hit your SI inferior. It's right next to me. I'm gonna start damaging it until the hero starts doing what it needs to do. And the hero's like, oh, no, 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 no. Don't touch the inferior function. I got this, I'll handle it, okay? Because going after, you know, the, the, uh, the infant son of the hero, per se, actually really, like, you know, the one thing that the hero really, really, really cares about, 
uh, you know, what, so villains know, for example, villains know that the best way, right, the best way to attack their enemy, aka the hero, is to attack their heart, right? And attacking their heart is obviously going after their child or their baby, their baby being the inferior function, right? So the nemesis function can do that in within this internal struggle within the mind, right? And then it causes the hero to go into action. So what I do as an ENTP, being that I'm aware of everyone else's fate and I'm constantly worried about my own fate, that whether or not my own fate will be any good, what I do, I see other people's fates and I start intertwining and twisting everyone's fate into mine, right? So that we're all our fates are tied together. So what happens to one of us, it happens to all of us. That way, everyone is forced to make a decision. Everyone either fails together or everyone succeeds together. That is literally how extrovert intuition hero works. That is how extrovert intuitives survive. And it's not just extrovert intuition heroes, but all extrovert intuition users, though, whoever has extrovert intuition within their top four functions, right? This is how they survive. They literally intertwine other people's futures with their own. That way they are secure themselves. That way their own future is secure because from their point of view, if everyone's future is successful, my future will be successful too because it's intertwined with all of them. And this is literally what introverted intuition nemesis forces the ego, the extrovert intuition hero to do. So you can kind of see it's still also for the hero's benefit. So you can kind of see, oh, that's very complimentary. Huh, even though the hero doesn't like it that the villain is getting in his way, but the, but the hero at the same time kind of realizes that the villain is actually validating the hero's existence, right? Because the hero wouldn't even be a hero without the villain, without the nemesis. That's literally how it works, people, right? So based on that, realize how important this is. Why is that important? That internal introverted struggle, right? Ah, now let's talk about the extroverted struggle. Here's the thing. While we have these internal struggle between the four sides of our mind, and this is, and I'm particularly talking about right now, the, uh, um, because obviously the subconscious and the ego, they're opposed. They're opposing forces. They're in polarity. They're in axis with each other. They're constantly opposed. And then we have the, uh, the ego and the shadow also being opposed. But reality is eventually they start doing this they actually will start working together in as much as the subconscious and the ego will stop doing this and then they'll go in this direction and then they will start to work at different angles to get to the same conclusion or a completely different conclusion entirely. Reality is, it's, it's more a different conclusion from uh, ego plus subconscious, a complete, doing something different entirely to get a different result. Whereas the shadow and the ego can actually work together to get the same result right? So that's what you want to do. You start off with your villain, aka nemesis function at odds with your hero function. And it just exists to make sure that your hero function stays productive and it will threaten your inferior function. It will threaten your child function automatically to make sure that the hero is doing its job, right? That's why the nemesis function is there. It is there to confront your own self, right? Now, and it uses the rest of your shadow to confront you, but then eventually, once they stop fighting and the hero starts to see the wisdom behind what the nemesis actually offers because the nemesis is validating its existence on a daily basis, then the hero ends up starting to make friends with the nemesis function. Ah, a sign of maturity. What? Maturity! Wow! Okay, maybe we should like be mature now. And maybe I shouldn't actually be fighting the nemesis villain. Maybe the villain actually has a point, right? How often have we seen that? We've seen that consistently in so many stories, in so many archetypes, and so many symbols throughout human history, where the villain actually ends up working with the hero against an even greater threat. What is that greater threat? An external threat. What is that external threat? Well, other human beings. Think about it. How many times have you, in your relationships with people or your interactions with fellow human beings, did your shadow and your ego team up to take down that other person or team up to solve a problem, right? A problem presented by a fellow human being. 
It doesn't matter if it's another human being or it could be, be an arbitrary problem or an obstacle or a mountain in life or maybe it's bitter roots that you've been fighting for so long since your childhood because you have like saw all this like tons of drama, maybe familial drama, maybe career drama. Who knows what kind of drama, but it was definitely drama, right? And that kind of drama, you're trying to deal with that situation. And guess what? Your shadow, aka your unconscious, will team up with your ego, with your hero and your nemesis being like, hey, we like, you know, this is our city, right? Think about it. Your mind is literally Metropolis and you got Lex Luthor versus Superman, right? And it's like, hey, this is our city. And then all of a sudden this huge alien invasion comes out of nowhere and they're like, uh, yeah, we're going to stop fighting and we're going to deal with that. Oh, it's Darkseid. He's invading us right now with his weird like Omega symbols and stuff, which, yeah, no. But anyway... We're gonna stop fighting Superman and we're gonna take him down. And then afterwards we'll come at, we'll come out each other's throats after the fact. Ah, yes. That's literally what you need to do to develop your nemesis function. You need to stop fighting, right? And work together to defeat an external obstacle. As soon as that external obstacle or person, place, thing, problem, issue is handled, well, okay best to be back at odds with each other again because again it's healthy for the nemesis function to continue to confront the hero to keep the hero sharp to keep your mind healthy that is what it is for all right so let's take a look at it for fi morals for esfjs and enfjs they are constantly worried about their self-worth they worry that they are not worthy enough that they are not good enough and that they are potentially not good people they are worried about this consistently, right? So make sure that you give their FE hero recognition, the recognition it wants, so it takes away their worries. So they're no longer worried about being a bad person, right? That's an issue, you know? Same thing here with introverted thinking heroes, with extroverted thinking uh, nemesis. They're worried that you might know what they're talking about, so then to make sure that they're on your side, ask them what they think. Ask them to verify what you're saying. And when they verify it and they see that you're right after they've spent time verifying, they will defend you to the grave because they know what you are doing is true. That's the key. That's the key because guess what? You can have their hero and their nemesis on your side. You literally have the ability to engage their ego and their shadow simultaneously where both sides of their mind are actually working for you, right? Or you might be in combat with them. Yeah, going up against Superman and Lex Luthor at the same time, you're going to get owned. Bad idea. <clears throat> Let's look at it this way introverted thinking, ESTJs and ENTJs. They are worried that they don't know what they're talking about. They are worried that they don't know enough. They're worried that they haven't researched enough. They are worried that they don't have all the facts, right? So what you do, you present them facts, present them reference material. It helps them think. Uh, they just need to be given things for them to see. Here, here's this truth. Here's this truth. Here's this truth. Here's this huge list of truths and facts Figure it out. And then they'll categorize it all. They'll put them in little boxes within their head. They got this little assembly line of boxes. They're putting thoughts inside of them. Organized, categorized, giant spreadsheet. They literally think in spreadsheets. And you are giving them the facts and the details and the data that goes into all little slots in their little heads with their little spreadsheets and their mental spreadsheets. And they're good to go, right? And it takes their worry away, right? You want to take away their worry, right? Same thing, uh, they themselves didn't want to take care of their worry. Well, how do you get over your worry? If you're, an, if you're a TE hero and you have TI nemesis and you're worried that you don't know all the facts, do some freaking research. You might be more successful. So get off your lazy duff and actually do research for once. That might help. Or, you know, ESFJs, ENFJs with FI and nemesis. They're worried that they're not a good person. Well, guess what? Volunteer. Oh, giving to people, maybe you should like, you know, give more, volunteer, and then you won't be worried that you're a bad person anymore because you actually volunteered and you have other fellow human beings recognizing you for your volunteer work. Take action, please. That's why the nemesis is there, to force you to take action because you're so worried about stuff, you know, I'm worried about my future all the time. That's why I'm doing this channel, because I'm worried I'm going to croak and everything in here goes to waste. I do that because NI Nemesis, 
I, ENTPs, ENFPs, we worry about our own future. And like I told you about intertwining fates, if we are so worried about our future, guess what? How do we save our future? By helping other people with their future. Hoping desperately that because we're helping other people get better futures, that they would help us have a better future, right? How do we do that for ourselves though internally? Remember, introverted and extroverted. In an introverted sense, within the four sides of the mind of one person, the nemesis function is confronting the hero function. They are potentially at odds. So just take action and then you won't be worried anymore, right? Take action. So taking action for ENTPs and FBs is intertwining other people's fates. Help other people have a better future so that you can have a better future too. Because guess what? We know all that happens before will happen again. The first law of time according to extroverted intuition, right? All that has happened before will happen again. That's literally how extroverted intuition works, okay? Because time is cyclical, it rhymes, right? And because it's cyclical, you have past events that get renewed and they happen again. And if we've had past experiences before, we can predict and prognosticate with prescience what is going to happen later, right? And we worry about our own future, so we help other people with their futures and give them a better future knowing full well that we, because we built that bridge, those people will help us later. And yeah, that sounds like a covert contract, but we're very overt about that because we tell them that that is what the expectation is if we're paying attention and we're like mature about it, right? Very important to be mature. Oh, and then there's ISFPs and INFPs. No, I didn't skip you. Actually, I kind of did, but you know, it was like a nice segue. So I kind of had to, so like, don't feel bad. ISFPs and INFPs. They are worried that they are not caring enough. They are worried that they are not doing the good thing by other people. They are worried that they're not uh, focused on making other people feel good because they are so focused on making themselves feel good. So because of that, they worry that they're kind of like, you know, selfish and they kind of know they are selfish, right? So ISFPs, INFPs, if you are worried that you are selfish, let me tell you what you need to do. Exactly what I told the, the FE heroes. Volunteer, right? Go volunteer, go be giving to other people, go be empathetic to others, right? Be empathetic. Whereas, you know, ESFJs, ENFJs, you need to be sympathetic. Have sympathy towards other people, help your fellow human beings. You will stop worrying that you're a bad person or you don't have enough moral principles. And ISFPs and ENFPs, you will no longer be worrying about whether or not you're ethical, about whether or not you're caring enough because you committed to volunteering, right? <clears throat> or you committed to creating this nice work of art that you're donating to a charity or a cause, or that you're donating, like, so ISFPs, you create art, songs, paintings, landscaping, who knows? And then you sell whatever that thing is you created and the money that you get from that, you give it to charity or something, right? For a good cause, AKA philanthropy, do it. That's literally your nemesis function telling you to stop being selfish and be more philanthropic. That's the introverted approach. But, you know, extroverted approach with this is, hey, I need to be caring to other human beings. And because I'm caring to those human beings, that means people are going to pay it forward and then they'll be able to care about me someday in the future. Wow, that's pretty nice. Or they'll be able to pay it forward and help other human beings care. Oh, so like a pyramid scheme of care. No, actually, yes. So then we have extroverted sensing. ISTJs and ISFJs are very worried that they are going to push someone away. They look at themselves they're like, well, maybe I'm really weird right now. Maybe I'm like too metaphysical because they're afraid they're too metaphysical. And because of that they look weird, you know, in the eyes of other people. And that's not that they're actually weird. They're actually very concrete, but they're afraid of the abstract. They're sometimes afraid that they may get too abstract. Their expert intuition uh, inferior, like what we talked about in our last episode for season 16. But for them, they are worried that they're giving other people a bad experience because they don't want to be pressured. SI hero does not like being pressured. So what business do SI hero types, ISTJs and ISFJs have pressuring other people? So they are worried that they are pressuring other people. They are worried that they're not giving other people enough space, right? Because they value their space. And they're worried that they're not giving other people a good experience. So what does that worry do? 
That worry makes them spend time developing their self-discipline. It tells that Nemesis is beating that hero up being like, hey, we need to give people a good experience. I know you're so concerned about your experience the whole time, but you better be giving other people a good experience. That means you need to dress well. You need to smell good. You need to make sure that you sound nice. You got to make sure that you're proper, that you actually have some etiquette, that you actually have some manners for once, right? Because they're worried about giving other people a good experience. You know, oh, you spend so much time being loyal to other people and, and having these obligations and whatnot. You know, maybe it would be okay for you to present yourself in such a way that you could bring people around you to give you a better experience that you could be loyal to. But that's not going to happen if you're constantly pushing people away. SI heroes, ISTJs, ISFJs, don't do that, right? So take action, spend time making sure that you're giving other people a good experience. And when you have developed the self-discipline and the training of your introverted sensing hero at that point in time, right? You'll actually see people starting to be loyal to you, even though you're the one who's usually loyal to other people. It's because those people have a desire built within them to be with you, to be around you, to be your friend, because they literally want to be, because you do not make them uncomfortable. So stop worrying about people being uncomfortable around you. Start studying and learning and developing the self-discipline with your SI hero so that you can make sure that they're getting a good experience so you no longer have to be worried about that anymore, right? And then... Expert intuition, nemesis, INTJs and INFJs. Oh, gotta love that paranoia. Uh, stop jumping to conclusions about other people's intentions. It's so annoying. Gosh. And even though technically all NJs do it, but INJs have it really worse. Seriously, stop jumping to conclusions about other people's intentions and stop making decisions based on your assumptions of other people's intentions. It is the most annoying thing, especially to me, an SI inferior, because I'm trying to be loyal to you SE inferiors on a regular basis, but when you assume I'm doing something that I'm not actually doing, oh my gosh, it just makes me want to like go Super Saiyan and destroy the world with like my SE demon. Stop doing that. You wanna trigger my SE demon? Start going expert intuition nemesis on me and assuming that I'm doing something wrong, right? Okay, cue up all of the INJs. Oh, you must have really been hurt by an INTJ woman in your life. Oh, you must have been really hurt by an INFJ woman in your life. No, I just recognize that y'all are paranoid, actually, because... You have SI demon, and when you remember things in the past, you really, really, really spend a lot of energy remembering all the bad things people have done for you instead of like, you know, remembering all the good things people have done for you. And it's like, good things that people do for you aren't real unless it's happening right now or might be happening tomorrow. But past good things, eh, they don't matter as much to me because I'm an INJ, and as an INJ, I just prefer to remember all the bad things that has ever happened to me. Really? but this is what they do. I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I'm just saying it's what they do and they need help to live with that. So obviously what you do, you wanna make sure you tell them that they're giving you a good experience and, have, and be thoughtful and have good things for them down the road in the future and be good now in the moment and realize that all the good things that you've done for them in the past aren't as real to them anymore, right? However, from their point of view with their nemesis function, Seriously, if you are worried about other people's intentions, other people's fates getting in the way of your freedom and what you want to do, because that's literally what expert intuition metaphysical nemesis does, you are worried about what, what might happen to you, what other people may do to you, that people may betray you, right? If you're afraid of that, talk about it with them, right? Explain that to them that that is an issue. And this is why people are like, hey, you should probably loyalty check. Yeah, do healthy loyalty checks and do not overpressure people with your loyalty checks because this whole like, oh, I'm gonna push you away and, and hope you come back to me. Yeah, see, sometimes you push too hard, right? And when you push too hard, never push a loyal person to the point where they no longer give a damn, right? 
Seriously, INJs, don't do that. Because I guarantee you, when you do that, people like me, SE Demon comes out and we're gonna burn your reality to the ground. You don't want us to do that, right? So remember the expert intuition nemesis needs you to find the path because sometimes the NI hero becomes aimless because it's like, I'm trying to find the best path. I'm trying to find the ideal path and I can't find it. I don't know what path to take. I'm just going to take this path and see what happens. And expert intuitions, like your expert intuitions, nemesis is like, are you dumb? Why do you want to do that? Right? So what do you do? This is what you do. It's challenging you to find out what other people would want to do if they were in your shoes. This is what you do from an introverted standpoint. When you're at odds within your own mind and your ego and your shadow are at odds with each other because the hero and the nemesis are at each other's throats at that particular moment, all you have to do is listen to the nemesis and what it's telling you. It's like, hey, that might be a bad decision. It might be a bad future. Let's find out if other people have already done it first. And if they're safe and if they're successful before you just willy-nilly decide you want to go in that direction. Kind of like, you know, that moment when you realize there's this guy at the bar and you're like, wow, I really want to have a relationship. Maybe we could like, maybe, you know, have sex tonight or something. I don't know if that's something I want to do. Probably not. But I should probably, before I get uh, interested in this guy, you know, because I, I, I really, really want this guy. Maybe I should just, you know, find out from my friends if they know anything about him first before I make that decision. You know, instead of just jumping in with both feet. See, NI heroes have this problem of jumping into situations with both feet without verifying or checking, you know, if there may be a problem there beforehand. It's very unsafe, right? And expert intuition nemesis is like, I would like to be safe because SI Demon remembers all the unsafe things, remembers all the bad things. I don't want SI Demon to come out. I'm here to keep SI Demon at bay. So, in order for me to contain the demon right now, because I will release the demon, don't worry. I will release the demon if, you know, if I'm ignored here. We need to find out what other people would want to do in your shoes. And I, hero, we need to find out. And then, and I, hero's like, okay, let me go see what other people are doing with my inferior function. And let me see if it's already been done first. Oh, has this, has any of my girlfriends had a relationship with this guy? Maybe I should find out. Oh, they did. Oh, it was bad. Oh yeah. Don't want to do that. Actually, you're right. Any nemesis, not something I actually want. I'm going to go in this direction. Yeah. How very mature and healthy of you instead of just jumping in both with both feet because you're starved for affection, right? Being starved for affection, for example, and this goes for all NJs, is no justification for you to get into a relationship that could damage you and others, right? Be responsible and be mature. And I'm just using relationships as an example. It could be purchasing a car. It could be attending a church. It could be joining a cult. I don't know. But it still applies because it's expert intuition nemesis, right? And then we have introverted sensing nemesis worried that ESTPs and ESFPs worried that they are not dutiful enough worried that they lack discipline worried that they are not honorable enough right worried that they're lacking in honor right so what do you do in that situation how do you stop being worried well guess what you find out what other people are doing before you do it, or you force yourself to do it. You actually add obligations to yourself, right? Add obligations, even if it's something you don't want to do, but obligate yourself anyway, and then focus on helping a person or helping a person get smarter or care for a person, but you are obligating yourself, right? You are building up memories. You are building up experiences. I understand ESTPs and ESFPs. You guys get super mega nostalgic and you're afraid that tomorrow might not be as good as what it was yesterday. I get that, but that's no excuse to have an action because you get, you spend so much time introverted sensing. Uh, nemesis is like, you're spending so much time as a hero trying to figure out what everyone else is doing before you know what you want to do. And you know what? We can't wait. We need progress now. We need to be getting out of the house now. We need to not have failure to launch syndrome. We need to make a decision right now. So you know what? I'm going to force you to have an experience regardless if you want to or not, regardless if your will, your NI inferior wants to or not. And I'm going to force you to have an experience even if you don't like it so that you are one step closer to not being a failure to launch. 
so that you are one step closer to finding what it is you want to do, right? That nostalgia just creeps in and it just dominates their mind internally in an introverted situation, you know, but extroverted is a little bit different. They see what other people are doing, they wanna make them stronger. And guess what? SE Hero teams up with SI, uh, with SI Nemesis. SI Nemesis is like, I have all these experiences. You could definitely, you would want to listen to my wisdom on based on these experiences that I've had. And uh, I'm going to give you an experience. I'm going to make you stronger because that's when Lex Luthor and Superman team up to take out weakness, you know, because that's what ESTPs do or, or, um, or someone who's lacking in the ability for performance. That's what an ESFP would do. They would help other people perform better in that situation using their, uh, using their nemesis and using their ego, etc. right? Okay. So remember introverted situations and extroverted situations change from an introverted situation. When it's a person's self, the nemesis function exists to force the ego to take action. The unconscious shadow exists to force the person to appoint mentally to take action. If the ego stagnates, that's what happens internally. All types do this, all 16. Externally, aka extroverted, externally, it's different. From an external standpoint, right, the ego and the shadow slash unconscious actually team up and potentially bulldozer or handle an obstacle or a situation. They can literally team up, right? Good thing they do because if they didn't team up, and the ego failed and the subconscious failed and the shadow failed, guess what? The superego is going to come out and it, yeah, not good, right? So just understand, ladies and gentlemen, that this is literally how nemesis functions work. They are actually a very good thing and they complement the hero, especially in external situations. And in, in non-external situations, they're kind of more at odds with the hero, not completely opposed, but at odds with the hero to make sure that the hero is taking the proper action to get this vessel, this mind, this soul, this body moving to take action. Otherwise, it will stagnate. And when stagnation happens, it's a lack of growth. And when there is a lack of growth, there is death because the only proof of life that exists is growth. That's like a quote from like someone famous or something. But the point is, without growth, there is no life. There is only death. When the river stops flowing, when there's a lack of progress, there's a lack of movement. I don't care if you're control or movement oriented. It doesn't matter. There is death. You do not want death. Your shadow is aware of death because it's kind of closer to death because it's all shadowy and dark and whatnot. It understands death a lot more. I mean, why wouldn't it? It literally has the demon function in its stack, in its function stack. It's very, the villain is very close to the demon, right? So it's like, uh, yeah, I would like to survive. I would like to have, I would like to have experiences for myself and you're not going to give me those experiences. I'm going to take them. I would like to know what other people's intentions are. If you guys are not gonna reveal me, well, I'm gonna shine the light and find out. I would like other people to be loyal to me. I would like to not give people a bad experience. So I'm gonna force myself through self-discipline to develop myself so I'm always giving others a good experience. I always don't want to, I, I don't want to worry about my own future. I want to have a good future, right? So I'm gonna help other people's future so that I have a good future. I'm gonna be very caring towards other people. And, you know, instead of worrying about being, uh, whether or not I'm caring enough, I'm going to force myself to volunteer and actually be helping and giving to other people, right? I, and instead of worrying about whether or not I'm intelligent or smart enough, I'm going to do the research to find out, right? Or whether or not I'm worrying that I'm a bad person, I'm going to prove that I'm a good person by gaining recognition from fellow human, human beings by helping them, right? Or instead of worrying that you are not intelligent enough or that you don't know what you're talking about, I'm going to verify what you say. And then if you do know what you're talking about, after I verify what you say, wow, we're definitely on the same side. And if you don't, I'm going to mentor you and teach you so that you actually do know, right? The power of the nemesis function, the power of the third gateway function, having the gateway into the shadow. Awesome. Now, let's talk about some other things. Let's talk about shadow focus. Shadow focus is very important. So this is, let's zoom out. We've been really zoomed in here with these nemesis functions. I, we owe this to the, uh, to the shadow. We owe this to the unconscious to actually talk about it. First world culture is very shadow focused. 
The reason is, is that in third world culture, they're actually statistically happier than those in first world culture. First world culture are not as happy as people who are in third world culture. It's a fact, people. That's statistics, right? Look it up. So the point is, understand that, why is that? Well, why? Well, it's because the first world culture is actually very shadow focused and most people are very shadow focused. Not all of us can be Taylor Swift who's very subconscious focused at a very early age and then later developing her shadow, her more immature side later in her life, right? Which would be kind of like, you know, better to me, it'd be better for you to have subconscious integration sooner in your life than, than later. Because most people develop their subconscious side, you know, the side of their mind that actually like allows them to unlock happiness, you know? Being happy sooner in your life is better than being happy later in your life. And most people don't really discover how, what makes them happy until they're like in their forties, for example, you know, and that's very consistent in first world culture because first world culture puts people into their shadows. It happens in their families. It happens because of their families. It happens because of economics. You know, the fact that the US dollar is losing its buying power consistently, ergo as a result of that, forcing both adults in the home to work when it used to be previously like both adults in the home did not have to work because one person could provide for an entire family, but apparently we can't do that anymore. And everyone's just like, oh, not aware of that for some reason. And then they say, you know, yeah, I'm not even gonna go into it. But the point is first world society is very shadow focused. It's very rare in first world society to see someone who is subconscious focused and subconscious focus is where we want to be. So what we need to do to get out of shadow focus is to integrate, to integrate our shadow. Do not be at odds with your nemesis. Do not treat your nemesis as a villain. Treat it as an ally. You can turn your nemesis into an ally just, in the, just as much as the inferior function can turn into an aspirational function, the nemesis, the villain, you can turn it into an ally. That's the point, people. That's why we're doing this. That's why I'm here talking about these functions. They're nemesis functions, but they can become the ally. You need to turn your nemesis function into your ally in order for you to become mature. See, that's what I did, right? My introverted intuition nemesis, I'm very worried about my own future constantly. So I'm here on this YouTube channel teaching you folks so that you can have a better future and our world can be a better world. And we can put a stop to all the fatherlessness, for example, right? Because why? Human beings actually understand everyone. Imagine living in a world where you understand your children or where you understand your parents, right? You understand your lover, right? You literally understand every human being you come into contact with and they understand you. Imagine that world. Not much room for war, right? Because everyone understands each other. Not much room for political conflict, right? Not much for room for very much family conflict. To a point where everyone's cognition has a right to exist because everyone knows it exists and everyone respects it as such. Kind of reminds me of rite of passage, right? When a boy undergoes a rite of passage and passes the rite of passage, he becomes a man and he is respected by the entire community, the whole world as a man and treated like one and no longer treated like a boy because he passed the rite of passage because everyone had to suffer the rite of passage. That's the whole point, right? You have to turn your nemesis function into an ally. It is the only way you will reach maturity. That's what I did here on this channel. I'm saying it again. Here's an example of that. You see all these season numbers. You see all these episode numbers. It's not just some chaotic mess because like I'm an ENTP. And you got people like, you know, uh, Eric Strauss, for example, saying that I'm an ENTJ. No, I've just really integrated my INTJ shadow and using my TE critic to TE and structure this channel in such a way. And though I'm still chaotic because I got my chaotic ego, I still have some structure and organization here because I've been around. Do you know how many businesses I've owned? I failed over and over and over and over and over again because I kept on not listening to my NI nemesis. And because I wanna have a good future with this particular company, for example, with the CSJ company, and I want to be successful with it, 
Maybe like, you know, I should intertwine other people's fates and see, you know, and force myself to have new experiences so I could be like, hey, I had this experience. You would want to do this, right? You want to follow me on this journey because I had this good experience with what I know about this science. Oh yeah, sure, Mr. C.S. Joseph. We definitely want to. And like, we'll partner up with you or we'll affiliate with you or maybe we'll be your customer and we will definitely, you know, get the word out so that everyone in the entire world actually understands each other for once. Dope, like the dopest. That'd be nice. So again, it's heroes versus villains. It's what it starts out as, but then eventually it needs to be heroes and allies. Turn your shadow into your ally. You do this by letting go of your worry or facing your worries head on, forcing yourself to do things that you don't want to do or things that you are not comfortable with because it forces growth. Remember, the nemesis function exists to make sure that the hero is taking action, taking the proper action. If you do not listen to your nemesis function, your hero is going to get owned and you're going to fail over and over and over and over and over and over. You will not be successful in anything you do in your life without developing your nemesis function and gaining access to your shadow and utilizing your shadow and integrating your shadow with your ego so that you can use them both simultaneously to solve problems. You have to be able to do this. Now, while it is true that we have, live in a shadow-focused society and it would kind of be better to develop our subconscious from a happiness standpoint, from a maturity standpoint, because we are developing our shadows before we are developing our subconscious, we may be less happy, but we are definitely, in the long run, more mature. Now, I, kinda, I know that sounds weird because people are like, I know a lot of immature people. Okay, yes, but in the past, there wasn't seven and a half billion people on this planet. There was a lot less, right? There's like maybe 300 million on this planet at one point in time. I think it was like maybe in the Roman days, like the Roman Empire, only the population of the planet was only 300 million. For example, right? It's different. The scale's larger. So of course there's a ton of ignorant and immature people out there. I get it. But because we are shadow focused, we have the opportunity, more of an opportunity than other people to develop a higher level of maturity, right? And then we can focus on being happy and developing our subconscious after the fact. Whereas people in the third world develop their happiness first and then they develop their maturity. It's a little bit different, right? And that's how it is, you know, for, for, for various cultures. And of course, you know, we got that one guy who's obviously asking right now, well, what about second world countries? Well, it's a mixture of the two, obviously. And I'm not saying one is better than the other. I am not saying that. I'm not saying one is better than the other. Obviously, we need to become happy and we need to become mature, right? The path to maturity is developing your shadow and your unconscious. Developing your happiness is the path through uh, your subconscious. You have to master both before you can begin mastering your superego. And then once you've mastered your superego and all four sides of your mind, you are literally reached enlightenment. That is how it works, ladies and gentlemen. So anyway, uh, the nemesis function, remember, exists so that you personally are taking action and so that uh, and it is keeping you on the right path that you should be going on. You need to stay on that path. Take proper action. Do not stagnate. Do not fall into uh, do not fall into the death knell of uh, stagnation or lack of progress or going nowhere. People have said about my generation, the the uh, um, the, the the millennial generation, Generation Y, you know, or Generation uh, you know, Generation Y, Y question mark. Why are we doing this? Or you know, the, the next the next generation of the generation going nowhere, right? That's because our nemesis function is not really developed. The millennials need to wake up and develop our nemesis function even further so that we can have even higher maturity as the hero archetype, the hero archetype generation. And you might want to read that book, The Fourth Turning, to find out what I'm talking about. It'll be on my uh, uh, book list on the website very soon. I'll have it posted Um so remember, the nemesis function exists to help you take action internally. It also exists for you to turn into an ally so that you can handle uh, not only internal, but also external uh, issues as well. So that's just kind of, you know, in summary, what the nemesis function is. 
So anyway, with all that being said, if you found this episode useful, helpful, educational, enlightening, uh, please subscribe to the channel here on YouTube and on the podcast. Leave a like while you're at it. If you have any questions about the nemesis function and its cognitive attitude, please leave it in the comments below. Uh, also, uh, our book list is posted on the website, csjoseph.life. As it says right here, click on books. There's the books. If you want to find out what books, my entire library is posted there. I have about 10 more books I still have to add, so I apologize in advance that they're not there, including the John Beebe books. They are not posted yet, but we'll definitely get those. Uh, also, join the Discord server. The description is in the description below. Also, join our meetup group. Uh, the description uh, of that is also below. Uh, for the uh, meetup group, uh, we're going to have a meetup in Vegas soon, and we're also going to have another one in... Uh, I think in the East Coast and maybe even Toronto in the near future as well. Uh, also, uh, Portland and Seattle. We're also going to have meetup groups up there. So those will be posted. If you want to get in on those meetup groups, I'll be personally, I will be personally attending those groups. We'll, we'll do that. Also, very interested in our ambassador program. Email me at uh, chase at csjoseph.life so that we could talk about the ambassador program. The ambassador program allows you to become an organizer for the meetup group and create those events, which is also great. Um, so yeah, and our Q&A session, our live stream is tomorrow night, or actually you're technically gonna be see it after tomorrow night's live stream, so never mind, because I'm filming this in advance. Uh, and then we also have our live stream on Thursday, which is a Q&A session. If you wanna get your questions in now for the Q&A session, join the Discord server, put your questions in the Q&A uh, uh, questions uh, channel on the Discord server, yes. So anyway, that's everything. Nice one hour long lecture uh, for all of us to enjoy. Uh, this could be my first uh, premiere, so we'll see how it goes. Uh, I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, season 16 seems to be very enjoyable for a lot of people and there's more to come and just wait till you see what I got coming for uh, season 17. It's going to be the dopest. So I'll see you guys tomorrow night. Later. <laughs>